Hunter, a legacy of love. I've never met anyone else who could spread joy like my brother, and he did it without being able to crack a smile, speak a word, or reach out to hug me. And it wasn't just joy he radiated, but love. Hunter was never able to say the words, I love you, but I knew he did. Not because he was my brother or because he could blink three times, which meant I love you, but because the love of God flowed out of him. You could feel it just being in the same room as Hunter. It was never about Hunter showing us love. It was about him being filled with God's love and living to make his extraordinary love known. Welcome to the Light Your Heart with Hope podcast. I'm Erin, and I'm here with my mom, and today's episode is dedicated to my brother, Hunter. The excerpt I just read is from a book that my mom and I actually collaborated on called Kelly Tough, and in the book, I talk a lot about Hunter because of how Hunter shaped my life growing up. Yes, he was my younger brother, but I learned more about faith and life and love because of Hunter. And mom, I know you do too. So we are going to take this time today to share about Hunter's life with you. And we hope and pray that his life and his legacy encourages you really and shows you and points you to the love of God. Well, you mentioned Hunter blinking three times and I will never forget that day. I was in Hunter's room and Reggie was out front with Hunter in the living room. And she called me, mommy, mommy, come here. Hunter wants to show you something. And so I come out. And as soon as I walked over to Hunter, he was in his stander and he had the tray in front of him. And she said, okay, Hunter, okay. Tell mommy what you wanted to show her. And he blinked very specifically once, twice, and then three times. And Reggie's like, are you telling mommy that you love her Hunter? Are you telling her that you love her? And I was, I freaked out. Of course <laughs> I was like, Oh my goodness, Hunter. And Reggie's like, come on, you can do it again, Hunter. Or tell mommy that you love her. And so he blinked once and then two more times for three times to say, I love you. And mind you, just to give you a little backstory, Hunter was not able to blink like we blink. Um, we, we just naturally blink. We don't even think about blinking where Hunter eventually lost his ability to just naturally blink. And so he very specifically blinked once for yes. And then three times for, I love you. And we taught him that as he was growing. And I share a lot about Hunter's life in season one, episode one, where pain and joy collide. So I wouldn't have the time to share all of the amazing things about Hunter's life because I did share it in that episode. So go back, listen to that. It'll give you more background regarding Hunter. But today we just wanted to talk about his life and his legacy and some of the things that both Aaron and I remember about him. And one of those moments you, we just mentioned with Reggie, Hunter blinking three times for I love you. It was so amazing. And you know, one of the things that I think people don't understand about Hunter or we don't talk enough about is that he was fully cognitive. And what I mean by that is that he understood and processed every single thing that was going on. He understood what we were saying. He 
could comprehend things. I mean, he did math for crying out loud. He was so smart. He was so, so smart. smart. And even, and this wasn't just us realizing that he was fully cognitive and very smart and had a personality. It was his teacher, his physical therapist, his occupational therapist. They would ask me, do you mind if we teach Hunter things that are age appropriate? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and so they, I mean, I remember having Hunter's math tests up on the refrigerator. We would post his math test because he got a hundred on it. He got a hundred points. And, and how did, how was he able to do that? Okay. So the teacher, her name is Bonnie. She would give Hunter options. So she would say two plus two equals say five, which of course we know that's wrong. And Hunter wouldn't blink. And then as soon as he heard the right answer, he would blink. And so Bonnie knew, okay, Hunter, you're right. Two plus two equals four. And what that taught all of us, the the fact that Hunter was cognitive and understood everything that we were saying, but it taught all of us patience. Mm. I think that was one of the incredible blessings that Hunter's life gave us is we learned how to be patient with everything, because everything revolved around your brother's care. And we had to be patient in every single situation that we were faced with regarding him, because we never really knew the outcome of those situations and what could happen on any given day. And in regard to his cognitive function, we had to give him time to respond to us with his blink for yes, or his three blinks for I love you. And to say no, he just would stare with those beautiful (laughs) green eyes. And that is one memory too, that I will forever have etched upon my heart is when he said, I love you. Because though he never spoke a word and though Hunter was never able to hug me, on his own, he was able to communicate in a way that was far greater than anything we could have ever imagined. And it was beautiful. And you know what I'm just thinking about that is amazing is that I was so little when Hunter was born. I don't remember Hunter any differently. Right. And so I don't remember him being anything but who he was. And I never saw Hunter as having any sort of disability. He was completely able to me. Completely. And what a gift. And what a gift it is too. And to go back to Hunter blinking and that was how he communicated with us. That was so normal for me. Right. That was my younger brother. And that was how I communicated with my younger brother was to communicate with him in a way where he would respond with a blink for yes or three blinks for I love you. And what a gift that is. And even when Cameron was born, my younger sister and all of that and how I was able to verbally communicate with her or verbally communicate with the rest of my family, I never thought anything differently about not being able to verbally communicate with Hunter, that he couldn't speak back to me because in my mind, he was. Right. That is so profound. And that again is another gift that you and your sister both didn't even realize that something was wrong. You were so little. And then obviously Cameron was born after Hunter and you both thought that Hunter was Hunter and that's how he was going to be for the rest of his life. And that was more than okay. I remember you guys wanting to have, you had your baby dolls and you both wanted to have the feeding tube that Hunter used (laughs) and you wanted to use the suction machine. And we let you do that. There was so much beauty in the fact that you did not see 
your brother as disabled, but as very much able to live. And you wanted to do the things that Hunter was doing. You guys were involved in everything that Hunter did. And throughout our entire childhood growing up with Hunter, we did things that normal kids Hunter's age do. I mean, we took Hunter snowmobiling and riding horses, and he had a best friend named Robert. And so there was so much about his life, really all of his life, that was so normal. That's all I knew. And I love that that's all I knew. And it was the innocence and just the blessing that God allowed me to embrace Hunter just the way he was. Right. And I have to say, though, that would not have been possible had God not intervened. Because for the first year and a half of Hunter's life, we treated him like he was dying because that's all that we knew. And then God intervened in all of our lives. We treated Hunter like he was living. He got his own room. We took him to all the places and did all the things. And another example of the fact that Hunter was living and the fact that God's love was being poured out through him is the relationship they'd had with his best friend, Robert. You mentioned that Hunter had a best friend. That is something that I will never forget as well. And the beautiful thing about their relationship was how much love was displayed through their relationship. Robert did not look at Hunter like he was sick, that he was disabled. Robert looked at Hunter like a normal little boy that he wanted to hang out with. And that's exactly what they did. They hung out together. And (laughs) I know your brother would get so excited. You guys got excited when Robert would come over. We would, they would, you guys would all play and do well. I mean, unless it was boy things, you know, when it came to the (laughs) dinosaurs and building forts, the girls were not involved. They were playing with their dolls and whatever. But Robert and Hunter's relationship displayed the love of God, the unconditional love of God so perfectly for Mm. us. We saw a friendship grow as the boys grew. I remember Hunter was so tall. He was as he continued to grow, which was a miracle, by the way, because we were told that Hunter wouldn't live to see a second birthday. He lived to be eight and a half and Hunter was growing and he was getting big. And Robert, who is Hunter's physical therapist, Elizabeth's son, when he would come over, they would measure each other. They would both lay on the ground next to each other and Elizabeth would measure them. And Hunter was always taller. (laughs) And the amazing thing is right now, Robert is, I think, I think he's like six, five. He's and really tall. we know. So that means that Hunter, if he were here, he would be so tall. But these boys, they did so much. They did Spider-Man, you know, shooter things out of their hands. <laughs> that was a messy day. I remember your sister got webs all over her. And they played dinosaurs. They watched, they played rescue heroes and watched rescue heroes. They did all these fun boy things. And I also remember Robert would test out devices for Hunter. Which was such an amazing thing. And what I mean by that is, so Hunter got a new, well, it's a wheelchair, but we call it his kid cart. He would get a new kid cart and Robert would sit in it to try it out. And he put all, you know, then we would know where it was too firm or where we needed to put more cushion. And Robert tried it out in our handicap accessible van. Robert tried out the, um, the vest that Hunter wore for his, um, chest therapy. Hunter and Robert, 
were such amazing friends. And Robert was all about doing whatever Hunter was doing and how beautiful that is. And Robert never saw Hunter as having a disease. He saw him as a boy that he loved. So their love was an example of God's love for us. The beauty that was seen in Hunter's love and relationship with all of us, even the people that cared for him. Right. You just knew that Hunter loved them and they loved Hunter so much. Right. And that is something that is beyond our ability to fathom. Right. That's God's love pouring out of Hunter. And the truth is, I wouldn't know what true love looks like unless I had seen God's love flow out of Hunter. Because I grew up in this world where I saw this little boy that was my brother and I loved him so much and my best friend and I knew he loved me and he didn't have to tell me he loved me for me to know that he did. And if we look in scripture, we don't audibly hear God's voice telling us that he loves us, but we look in scripture and he is very clear. God is very clear that he loves us and his unconditional, unwavering love for us. And so I feel like Hunter's life is kind of a picture, an example of that, that we can look to and say, okay, Hunter was never able to speak a word, but he let the love of God flow out of him and into our lives. It pointed me to the love of God. Well, and I want that love to flow through me. Like Hunter allowed the love of God to flow through his life. I thought I knew what real love was, but I'll tell you what, I did not know what real love actually is until I was filled with the love of God through Christ. And it was through Hunter's life and through his suffering that God brought us to his love and his suffering and what that all means and how we can have the love of God flowing in and through our lives. Because we can't know love unless we know God. God is the creator of love, and God is love. He says that in his word. So we can't even fully understand what real, true, unconditional love is until the love of God invades our hearts and our lives. And therefore, then we can pour that love out into the lives of other people. And Hunter and the relationships that he had with people was a beautiful picture of that. And I'm so thankful that you got to grow up with that, that you got to see that And it was in normal life. It was, you know, even though obviously there was a lot going on with Hunter's life, he needed so much care, but you also got to witness that too. You got to witness love being poured out through how we were able to take care of Hunter and the blessing that it was to take care of him and how anyone else that was involved in his care, their lives were changed and they understood love in a different way because they were given the opportunity to take care of Hunter and how he changed their lives. And it's just really, I mean, I, I've never experienced anything like that for the eight and a half years that your brother was here. And I miss that. I miss God's presence through Hunter's presence. I miss how we experience the love of God through the way God loved us through Hunter's life and how Hunter was such a beautiful witness to what real unconditional love 
is. And we learned so much through Hunter's life. We could never, ever, you know, (laughs) sum it all up in a simple episode. But um, what a blessing and a privilege it was to be his mom. And there's so many other fun things when I think about his life and how much of a stinker. And he had such (laughs) a cute personality. And I remember some of the nurses were like, oh, I'm in the doghouse today. Hunter said I'm in the doghouse. (laughs) And, you know, just the fun things that we did, even in the midst of all that suffering and how God's love overcame all of it. One thing I know to be true about suffering and love is that you cannot have love without suffering. You cannot have love without pain and hurt. Because if we didn't love deeply and unconditionally, then we wouldn't experience pain. And let me use Hunter as an example first. Yes, there was immense suffering, but there was so much love. And because we loved him so much, there was pain attached to that Right in the midst of his suffering. And when Hunter ended, like went to heaven when he was eight and a half years old, there was pain there, but it was because of how much we, we loved Hunter. Yes. And we can also look at the suffering of Christ. God loved us so much that he sent his one and only son to suffer and die for us. And so there is no separating true, authentic, real love and pain. And although we think about pain and we don't want to experience pain or suffering or hurt or whatever it is, we can be reminded of the beauty that comes from that. And that is love. I think grief and loss goes right along with what you're talking about. When we love much, our losses hurt much Mm. and we grieve much. And that's why I think we grieve like we do because we have loved someone so much and the loss of that person causes that deep grief because of the great love we had for them. And I think it's impossible, like you said, to not experience suffering and loss apart from love. Like they do go hand in hand. And really, love is worth it. It's worth the suffering. It's worth the pain. It's worth the hurt and the grief. It is worth it. And I can't, I mean, if I, if you were to ask me if I would do everything all over again and have the experience and the outcome be the exact same with Hunter, I would say a hundred percent. Yes. As painful as it was and is, and as broken as I was and am, I would not want one part of that piece of our stories to be missing. And I'm so grateful for the love of God. And that to me was the greatest gift of your brother Hunter's life was that we came to know the love of God. Yes, through Hunter's suffering, but that led us to the suffering of Christ. And now we know his love and his love dwells in us. And that's the love that can pour out of our lives into other people's lives just like Hunter's. I just want to end today's episode with another quote from Kelly Tuff because I believe that it sums up what we've talked about today regarding Hunter and his love. 
and him pointing us to the love of God. Because I never saw Hunter as disabled, I lived life with him to the fullest. He was simply my little brother and he loved me, and I knew it. I lavished love on him, invested in him, and showed him how much he meant to me. And while we are blessed beyond measure to be able to show love, Hunter could only be love. And the power in that eclipses even the best everyday expressions of love. Thank you so much for listening today. Tune in Friday where we will be talking more about love. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy birthday, Hunter. And you too, Dad.